Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. I'm so excited to listen to this episode. True story, I have not heard this yet. I gave my husband permission to record his own podcast with tips on how to help your partner when they're starting a new business or they're starting a new adventure, whatever it is, like when your partner is starting something new, whether it's a weight loss journey or a new business or going back to school, the advice that he's been instructed to share with you should apply no matter what the scenario is. In other words, this is advice to help you help your spouse when they are embarking on change, transformation, improving themselves. And so I um, I am just, I'm turning over the microphone to my husband. I'm not going to micromanage what he says. I'm not going to worry if he was inappropriate or if he swears or if he says something that is embarrassing. It just, it is what it is. I love him to death. We've been together for, I think, 25 years and married for 20 And other than my children and on par with my children, there's nobody I love as much as this guy. He's strong where I'm weak. He's handsome. He's romantic. He's caring. He's a great gift giver. He cares so much about other people. I mean, he, he really, really is always worried and concerned about other people and other people's well being. And he, He goes to great extents to make sure that people are comfortable and that their needs are taken care of. And he he's just a caregiver. And he's so thoughtful. I wish I could be as thoughtful as he is. He's the best partner anyone could ever ask for. But I don't want to make this all schmoopy whoopy because it's hard. Marriage is is really hard. And and I just said all those really nice things about him. But there are days where I also want to figure out what county I could kill him in and not go to jail. (laughs) I mean, there are just those days. There's days where you're like, just, you can't even believe how much love you have for this person. And then like the next day you can be in a fight and you just are like, I don't even know why I've spent the last 25 years with you. I I just want to kill you. I mean, that's just, I have to be honest because if I'm not, you'll think there's something wrong with your relationship. We get along beautifully, awesome, but we have hard times and we have good times and we work through stuff and we've had really rough spells and really rocky spells. And, and that's what makes it beautiful, right? Is like getting through the tough stuff. And I just love him more and more each and every day. And six and a half days a week, I can't get enough of him. But I also want you to know we're, we're legit and we're real. And we also have our moments where we would like to kill each other. And that's normal. Work through the tough stuff, support each other, be each other's best friends, and also know that, you know, you're opposites. You are probably strong where he is weak and vice versa. 
the fact that you are opposites is how the universe works, and it's also what makes marriage beautiful and difficult and amazing. If he didn't have strengths in those opposite areas, I don't know where I would be today. So I'm really excited to just turn the mic over to Mr. Brett Johnson, who's also agreed to do some periscopes with me. So if you haven't yet followed me on Periscope, please be sure to do that so you can meet myself and the whole family. Actually, the other day we did a family periscope. That was pretty funny. And by the way, I would love for Brett to do this more often. And all he'll need is a little bit of encouragement from you. So if you enjoy this episode, please be sure to tweet him. He is BrettJohnson11 on Twitter, and he tweets pretty often. So be sure to tweet him. Say, loved you on The Shaleen Show. You should do more. That is also his Instagram account, BrettJohnson11. And that's Brett with one T. And as he always says, his parents couldn't afford the extra T. So it is my great pleasure to introduce to you my husband, my partner, Brett Johnson. Do you want to say hello? Hi. I'm kidnapping Shalene's show tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say. So I'll just let you talk. Okay. Do you want me to leave? Yeah. Okay. That was the plan. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Good luck. Thank you. Be nice to me. We're going to shut the door because we might get a little crazy in here. That's my wife's um, high heels going up our um, staircase. I'm kidnapping the Shalene show tonight um, per her request. Um, she's up actually going to, I think she's going to do a periscope. So we're going to kill two birds with one stone here tonight. And coming back from an event that she did this past weekend, she thought that it would be helpful if I jumped on the podcast and talked about tips for helping your spouse when they're starting a new business. I've been an entrepreneur now with Shalene for the last 16 years. So you might say, well, you're not really qualified for that, Brett. But I feel that I am an expert um, in the area of like helping your spouse and giving tips because one, I didn't come from an entrepreneurial background. My father was a school teacher. My mother was a stay-at-home mother, and we had a set income. And Chalene, on the other hand, her father was a serial entrepreneur, much like herself. And so she had a different mindset when it came to business and you know how to make money. And it, for me, at the beginning, it was really scary. But now, looking back on our life together. It's been something that I've been able to look at and analyze and grow where she was, she grew up with it and I had to change my adult thinking. And I see where couples make huge mistakes and where I think I can help by giving just just a few tips on on how to make that transition from um you know maybe both of you are in the workforce and one wants to start a business or maybe one's in the workforce or one's an entrepreneur and one wants to try something i think i can i, I think i can shed some light on some on some valuable tips that that might help you out with this process so i'm going to give you five so tip number 1 i suggest that you just ask your spouse what can I do 
that would be helpful right now? And that can be lots of things. I remember asking Chalene at the beginning, like, what would be helpful or what what could I do right now just to help you out? And there's so many things. And if you're if you if you can't mind read, which nobody can, then it's gonna be hard for you to kind of guess what your spouse needs at that time. It might be that they just need some alone time. They might just need 20, 30, 45 minutes of just complete silence everybody out of the house. I just need to really focus on this because I really need to, you know, record this audio or I need to write this blog or I need to um, finish this contract or I need to check out this website or something. And it might just be get everybody out of the house and let me just do what I need to do. And it might be just something simple like, you know, um, I'm leaving for um, this seminar tomorrow. Can you can you help me, you know, pack my bags? Can you get some food for me? Just, I mean, it's just one of those things three, four, five times a week to say, what can I do to help you out right now? What would be the most beneficial thing that I can do right now to help you? That's tip number one. Tip number two is to be patient. And let me tell you, I was probably the worst at this at the beginning. I was so impatient and and always wanted to know like when we were going to start making money from this or why were we spending this much money and you know why did you have to spend this much time at this place and why are you staying up so late and why does it seem like you know it's all revolving around this business and I was horrible at this. I probably caused so much anxiety and stress. And we could have got to where we needed to get to a lot faster if I would have been more patient. So I'm one of those people that completely failed at this. And I've learned over the years to be more patient. I, I didn't come from this background. I didn't, I wasn't an entrepreneur growing up. I didn't, I didn't get these lessons. So I'm here to tell you that the best thing that you can do for your spouse is just be patient. They've done the research. They know what it takes to be successful in this business that they're taking off at. And you you trust them. It's your partnership. So just make sure that you're supportive and you're patient and you're not always just being negative and and asking questions that are going to cause that person stress because that's just going to make them feel worse about themselves or or question if they should be doing what they're doing. Are they hurting their family? Um, Are they hurting their relationship with their spouse? It's just, it's not worth it. And you guys have sat down and you've discussed this business, this entrepreneurship, and, you know, let's just make sure that, you know, you're patient with it and, and you don't cause any more stress than is needed. I think my friends and Shalene will tell you that I, I'm kind of recovered from being impatient. Um, I went through a 12-step program. Just kidding. But anyway, um, I just learned this. And I, and I just know that looking back on it, if I was more patient, we would have probably gotten to where we needed to get to a lot faster. So I know I've said it like five times, but it's, it's a huge important tip. Number two, just be patient. Tip number three is another P word. Just be positive. Be positive. Offer solutions and don't make things out to be so gloomy. If, you know, your spouse is having a bad day or something that they invested in costs a little bit more money or, you know, they're getting bids and they're coming up a little bit more expensive. I mean, the best thing that you can do is just be positive about the situation and, you know, talk about it and, and maybe offer some positive solutions or let it, or be a sounding board rather than all of a sudden just go, I told you that this business wouldn't work or this business is costing us so much more money and, 
blah, 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 you know, just go on and on and on about, you know, how you could be a negative. It's just so much easier to be positive and, you know, give helpful solutions. I mean, you're an adult too. And, and if you use your brain and think you can come up probably with some great solutions, you know, a lot of times the best solutions come from people that aren't like right in the middle of things. You know, Shalene and I, when we have struggles in our business, even today, we go outside and um, outside of our business, even outside of our network of friends and, you know, talk to our mentors and talk to an attorney or just talk to a close friend and kind of tell them like what's going on. And, you know, a lot of times it's a simple solution and it just takes, you know, a, a careful ear kind of listening to what the problem is. And, you know, if you're positive about it, you know, the solution's there, it just takes some time, but it's so much, you're going to cause yourselves a lot of headache if you go into it negative and it's just a lot easier and a a lot less stress on the relationship. If you, if you're just positive and you're willing to offer solutions rather than always making things out to be, you know, this gloomy day and, and this, this is a horrible situation, just be positive and, um, it's going to work out for you. But my tip number three is be positive. And, you know, sometimes you might have to go look outside the two of you to kind of find the solution. So I suggest that, you you know, you, you talk to a friend that, you know, that you trust their opinion on situations. And, and I think, I think you'll find that an outside voice might have some um, clarity for you sometimes in these situations. So my suggestion is to, you know, find a close friend, um, a mentor or somebody that can help you out with that. Tip number four can be so huge. It, I mean, it really, it really can set the tone for just your relationship in general, and that's to be so supportive publicly. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's one thing to be patient and positive, and you know, ask your spouse for, you know, what can I do to help you right now? You know, tips one, two, and three. You know, kind of in the house you know, tips, but this one is so important is to acknowledge your spouse publicly, like be so supportive. Like there's going to be so many times when you're out socially, just think about it. I mean, it, it probably happens, you know, once or twice a day, if not five or six times a week where you're out with your spouse, whether you're at the gym, you're out to dinner, you're at a kid's game. And, you know, the conversation comes up where, you know, like, what are you doing now? You know, I remember you saying that you started that business. How's that going right now? And the best thing that you can do is be 100% supportive of your spouse in those scenarios. Okay, here's an example. Friday night, you're going out to dinner with some close friends of yours. And you know the topic's going to come up. And, you know, it always does. Is, you know, how are the kids? You, you know, they're great. You know, what are you guys doing? Are you guys going on any vacations? Blah, blah, blah. And it's always going to circle back to like, you know, how, how how's your business doing? Like, what are you doing? And, and especially if you're starting a new business and you're an entrepreneur. And the best thing you can be in those situations and, you know, those scenes is so positive. Just be so supportive of your spouse in those situations and tell them what amazing job and how organized they are and how successful they are. And, you know, if there was something that happened amazing that week, like they, they got a a smoking deal on something or they closed a big account or they, you know, they just did something amazing. I mean, share that with them. I mean, you be the one 
rather than your spouse, rather than the person that's doing that business talking about it, you be the person to brag about your spouse. I mean, I can't tell you how awesome that is to hear your spouse speak so highly of you, especially when you're out there trying this new business that that's scary. I mean, it, it is. It's it's a scary thing to break off on your own and start your own business. But, you know, obviously there's going to be setbacks and there's going to be gains and it's just so much easier and it's going to go so much farther if we just talk about the, the positives rather than the negatives. And I just really want to emphasize that. It's, it, it's huge. I can think back on times when you know, I probably wasn't the most positive person in those situations. And um, I, I know how it made my wife feel afterwards because she told me, I mean, we get in the car and, and you know, she's, she would tell me that, you know, you saying that, you know, it wasn't pinpointed at me, but your story about how like we didn't do that well that last year or, or this was a failure, it kind of looks bad on me and it just be so much easier if, you, you know, you said something positive. What about all the good things that have happened in the last couple of weeks? I'm, I'm raising my hand right now. I'm raising my hand, sitting here talking into the microphone. I was guilty of this. And I just want to let you know that when I changed this and I, I made it more positive and when we we're out to, um, out to dinner or at a ball game or any social settings and I complimented Chalene on accomplishments. Once we started doing this together, I complimented each other in front of people about like some of things that we were doing successfully. That was huge. It was, it was huge. And I, I highly encourage it. So remember tip number four, be publicly supportive of your spouse. Tip number five is communication. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can go into a business or somebody starting their own business and you're talking about your spouse and not talk about communication. It's huge. The lines have to be open. I think that your spouse has to feel comfortable coming to you and talking about successes and also talking about failures that might have happened. Um, I think that if you follow steps one to four, I think that the lines of communication are going to be greatly improved. I, I mean, I don't think if you are asking your spouse, um, what can I do for you? What can I do right now to help you? If you're patient, if you're positive, if you're publicly supportive, I think if you're all for those things, I don't think there's any question that your spouse that's running this business or starting this entrepreneur or starting their own thing is going to not come to you when there's difficulties and they've had some setbacks and they want to discuss what those issues are. I, I think that just keeping those lines open for, you know, positive communication and some feedback are, are huge. Trust me, Shalene's been an entrepreneur her whole life when I met her in college and the last 16 years of our marriage, we've been married for 20 years, but the last 16 years we've worked together as entrepreneurs building uh, three businesses which we sold, and we've created a new business which has you know two or three different type of businesses within just that one. So um, we've created some businesses, and let me tell you, they haven't all been smooth sailing. I mean, we've had uh, major setbacks. We've had some major financial loss on some of our key things that we try to do in business. It, it, they weren't all successes. And I, I think that at the beginning, sometimes I'm probably the guilty party here. I made it difficult for 
her to come talk to me or I, I just didn't want to talk about it, especially the negative stuff because I didn't come from that background. So I had to learn that it was just part of doing business, that there's there's just some things that are out of your hand and you just have to roll with them. And, and, and what makes you good and what makes you a better entrepreneur is how you deal with those with those valleys because there's going to be good times but it's how you deal with those valleys and those setbacks that are going to make your business grow and you know Shaleen always was I want to say that she was always even and level-headed about it and you know I would be impatient and and not as positive but once I learned that you know we can we can adjust things and um, grow and learn from what we just did and not make that same mistake twice, that's huge. When you start learning from your mistakes and admit like, you know what, we can do better here. I mean, that's, that's what makes, you know, your business really take off. And I, and I think the only reason why it has done that for us is because our communication skills over the years have grown so robust that we can we can talk about anything and and we can come up with a solution because we're both pretty smart people and we both offer different perspectives and some most of the time we come up with some pretty good outcomes even off of our failures so those are the five tips but i'm going to give you a bonus too but before i give you the bonus i'm going to recap the five tips one always ask what do you need right now? Like, what would be helpful if I did this right now? That's number one. Number two, be patient. Number three, be positive. Number four, be supportive publicly. Don't put your spouse down publicly. Build them up. And number five, communication. Now my bonus. We've talked about the five areas where you could be supportive of your spouse who's starting their own business. Now, I want you to remember something. Even though your spouse might be starting a new business and you might have your own thing going on, you might have a corporate job, you might have your own entrepreneurship business, you might, whatever you do, you might be retired, I don't know. But remember this, you guys are both on the same team and you can't let your own insecurities and fears kind of surface as anger. The best way to probably explain this would be is kind of just give you some examples from Shalene and I's, you know, current situation. For me, I'm very secure with Team Johnson. Team Johnson is Shalene and I's business. Um, we hold seminars together. We do mentorship retreats together. Um, I speak on stage at our events. We go to meetings and, you know, my, I have a very strong voice in those meetings. And so I, I'm, I'm secure. It's like that, that business, I kind of know my role. But there's other parts of Shalene's fitness world that I'm not like, even though we're partners in Team Johnson and it's just, but I'm not going to be on stage at like, for instance, at Idea or any Beachbody event. I'm, I'm not the one that's needed to be up there doing a workout program or taking pictures or taking photos. Somebody's got to be the face of the business. And I'm, I'm talking about a little bit more now that you're the, that you're kind of part in partners together, that you're in a business together and it can be frustrating and, and it, you have to, you have to learn about those feelings and what they make you feel. And the worst thing that you can do, cause I used to do it and 
again, I have my hand raised high and I'm guilty of this. I used to be that person that was insecure. Um, I get angry, very passive aggressive. And in those situations, I, I wouldn't communicate to Shaleen at all. I wouldn't tell her what was frustrating me about those situations. And I would take it out on her, which was totally uncalled for. And sometimes I would take it out on her within 45 minutes to a half an hour of her having to go do those events. And she, she'd go like, what's wrong? And I just go, oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. And she knew something was wrong. I mean, she's known me for 25 years. I think the best thing that you can do and the, and the way we got over it was we had to kind of set boundaries and I had to learn to explain in those situations what made me un- feel uncomfortable. And what made me feel uncomfortable was that in certain situations, and I, I just have to give an example is probably the best way to do this, is that sometimes Shalene has to go to parties and it's a, like a fitness party. And there'll be picture there's a couple thousand people in the room and I'm going down there with to this fitness party and she has kind of a, you know, bodyguards and photographers and we enter the party and she's kind of just gone. It's almost like, like, like a leaf in the wind. Like she's gone. Like, you know, she's in the sea of 2000 people and, and I have zero control. Like I I can't do anything. I can't help her. I just got to hope that when she comes back from the tour of taking photos and talking to people and doing whatever she needs to do, um, for that appearance that she's still in one piece. And I just have to be supportive and just know that uh, I'm going to get her back. But in those things, I I, I can't help. So that kind of makes me feel a little bit insecure um, and in a way that it's just, it's it's hard to explain, but I just, my, my personality is I, I, I like to take care of people and, and, and control things and, and make sure that everybody's feeling good. And I just have zero control. So what we've, de- what we've decided to do through talking about this, but see, I never communicated that. I would just be upset because it made me feel upset. Was I upset with her? No, I, I, there was nothing to be upset with her, but it came across that I was upset with her. So for years, that's the way it, it went on. And it was my fault. And it wasn't until recently that I just said, here's the deal. Those make me feel uncomfortable. I'm not needed at it. We get dressed up and we walk down and we take the elevator and we walk through the lobby. And then once we get to the party, I don't see you until you're done. And we're like back in the elevator and going back up to the room. So my suggestion was like, I just don't go to those things because there's nothing for me to do there. I get frustrated. I'm not a big fan of, you know, the the mauling situation or we just came to the conclusion that that wasn't a good situation for me to be in. And it helps me a lot to know that it doesn't make her feel bad that I'm not there because she knows that I can't help her. She, she kind of knows the situation. And so we just came to the agreement that that like I just when we have those situations where they're not our events mainly just her fitness events. I just don't go to those evenings where there's lots of parties or pictures or something like that because we've just come to the conclusion that in those circumstances where there might be a party or there might be a lot of pictures taken, that Brett just stays up in the hotel room and just waits for Shalene to get back. And then when she gets back, maybe we go get a glass of wine or go out to dinner or or talk about the next day. But then that way, Shalene doesn't feel that I'm upset or I have 
um, insecurity about what's going on, I don't have to worry about it because I don't have to see all that because it makes me frustrated to see that I can't help. That's that's what it is. It's just I, I, I can't help the situation out and I feel a little bit helpless. That doesn't feel good. So why not why not just stay up in the room and kick back and watch a ball game or do some work and and wait for Shalene to come back and then I don't have to have that anxiety and I don't have to put that on her and it, it's worked out great. And it's one of our policies and it's all because of communication. You just, it, we would have never got there unless Shalene said, Hey, what are some things that bother you when, you know, I have to go to a fitness event? And, you know, we just talked about it and that, that was one of the things that came up and we changed it and it will be no longer an issue. Make sure that you just keep communicating and realize that you're on the same team together. You guys can do anything. And, um, it's just so important to, you know, keep up those lines of communication and, and, and don't make your spouse feel, um, your insecurities, your anger or shortness, just be positive and come to a good resolution together. It's going to make it everything so much, so much better. Well, thank you, honey, for letting me, uh, share my tips on, you know, how to be a supportive spouse when somebody's starting their own business and, Hopefully these tips will help some people out. Thank you so much. And maybe I will uh, be asked to be back. Okay. I love you. Bye. This episode has been sponsored by smartsuccess.com. What is smart success? Well, it's an online academy. It's a school. It's a place for you to go to learn everything you need to know to redesign, to improve, to recreate any area of your life. We cover fitness, mental well-being, financial security, the relationship between you and your significant other, the relationship between you, your friends, and your family, your focus, your hobbies, your spirituality. All of these things factor into our overall happiness, and most of us just default to the thing that's easiest for us, and, and unfortunately, we neglect the areas that need the most effort. But it's not just about recognizing there's an area that needs our attention. It's knowing what to do and how to do it. It's the habits, the formulas, and the systems for success. But not by someone else's definition, but your definition. In Smart Success, we teach you how to create the blueprint. Not our blueprint, your blueprint. What that should look like how to reverse engineer it, how to take the steps each and every day that don't overwhelm you, but move you in the direction of the life, this crazy, ridiculous, amazing, fun-filled life that you deserve. It's for everyone and anyone. It's for the housewife who feels unfulfilled. It's for the college student who doesn't know what they're going to do after they graduate. It's for the busy entrepreneur who believes they're supposed to be doing everything themselves. I believe that smart success is my purpose. It's my calling. And it is my way of helping others avoid the traps of the hustle. And I know because I was there. We had the house, the cars, the money, the bank accounts, the accolades. But what we didn't have is the life that we wanted. We were chasing success. We were doing all of the right things, yet we just, we couldn't breathe. And so from our challenges, we developed a program, a system, a step-by-step how-to redesign your own life. Even if your life is amazing, if there's something inside of you that's telling you it could be better, or it's not exactly what you had imagined, if there's this feeling that you 
can't breathe or that there's a level of unhappiness you just don't want to admit to. I'm telling you, smart success is for you. And I invite you to take advantage of our free trainings and learn more for yourself by going to smartsuccess.com.